Yo, Chad, what if I told you there's a platform that could completely revolutionize your hiring strategy in a matter of hours? Yeah, I'd call bullshit. Well, it's not bullshit with AI for jobs powered by our friends at This Way Global. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, While everyone else is fishing in the same old talent pools, AI for Jobs can source over 160 million diverse candidate profiles. This Way Global has established unique partnerships with over 8,500 trusted diversity partners. So wait a minute. All of the hard on-the-ground work is already done. That's right, Cowboy. You can discover 300 qualified candidates per job rack instantly. Wow. It's like having a candidate sourcing magic wand. (laughs) Dude, if you had a magic wand, you would have Mexican pizzas all day. Mm. Uh, Stop distracting me, Sowash. AI for Jobs Advanced Matching Algorithm analyzes past applicants using trillions of historical matching events and over 1,600 data points. Now that is what AI should be doing, saving recruiters time on sourcing while they provide a white glove candidate experience. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Listen up, kids. Revolutionize your hiring process today by jumping over to thiswayglobal.com and checking out AI for Jobs, where you can learn more about how to leverage AI for your recruiting instead of just writing poems and grocery lists. That is thiswayglobal.com. We out. Live from the Work Human booth at Unleash America in Vegas this year, Joel and I were able to sit down with some great practitioners and industry voices. Sit back and enjoy this exclusive episode powered by our friends over at Work Human. Answer the human need to be recognized, developed, and celebrated at workhuman.com. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We are back live from Unleash America in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada at the Work Human booth. Work human. And joining us today is Julia Levy, longtime fan of the show, industry icon, and great taste in eyewear, although people listening won't see that. Daughter of Eugene Levy. Nobody knew that. (laughs) Nobody knew that. And heir to the Levi's, uh, Gene. (laughs) I don't have the eyebrows, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Levy eyebrows. That's a good one. Yeah. How is Dan doing, by the way? That's my question. I love him. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. He's pretty amazing. We're joking, right? More, She's not more really. Shit's Creek. She's not yes. really. No, re- no relation. Yeah. A lot of levies out there, by yes. the way. So what's catching your eye here at the show? What's got you calling bullshit? What's got you impressed? Ooh. Well, um, I had an interesting conversation around a long historical player that... Is she going to name names or not? I hope so. Jeez. Go ahead. About Indeed. Oh, there it is. Finally. There it is. (laughs) And just the person I was talking to was saying how innovative and forward thinking (laughs) they are. And I'm not. Some people can bind to some bullshit. I'm going to tell you right now. And she checked her watch to see if it was 2008. And she just didn't. (laughs) Didn't pay attention. <laughs> Listen, at, at, there was a time where they were in a past life, my number one source of talent. Yeah. 
I don't know if I'd use the word innovative. Uh, kind of like some of the other dinosaurs that <laughs> are Monster around. <laughs> builder. <laughs> so here's a here's a question though, because we we also heard from another HR practitioner, very tongue in cheek, about an analyst writing up indeed and saying that oh my god it, you know do, do you believe what was actually being said and my response was very simple we we forget history very very quickly and when you take a look at a brand like indeed you've got to remember who they are and unfortunately a lot of analysts in our space paint this bright rainbow fuzzy picture of the you know the, the future but yet they don't call upon the past and so to me, whoever you were talking to, whether they were an analyst or not an analyst, they're, they're either no, number one, vying for more cash from a big player, or they just don't know what history is. I like where they're going in concept around the pay for application, but a lot of the challenges in the execution of things like that. So that has to be all on their system. And, and why right? are you excited about that direction? pay for click on a lot of the programmatic campaigns and things like that. You're not getting to cost of application as easily at times, or just how do you tell that quality? So is it pay for interview? Maybe it's not app and you're moving it a little forward to interview, but I think getting at that quality of app, maybe I haven't solved that one yet. So would you agree that Google has more engineers than Indeed does? <laughs> Would you agree that Google has more PhDs than Indeed does? Yes, Google has many more than... Okay, so Google, in arguably more wisdom, has remained pretty steadfast with a pay-per-click model. Are they doing it for innovation purposes? Or are they it's doing it? Grab. Are they doing it because programmatic is kicking their ass and other competitors? Like, to me, that's more about what they're doing then they're innovative. And also they have to separate themselves from Google because if, if Google is CPC and Indeed is CPC, who's going to win that fucking fight? No Good, Indeed right? rep wants to yeah. have the conversation of yeah. why should I use you when Google's 20% cheaper on the clicks? Yeah. So let's create some uncertainty about our pricing model and our business because we're not pay-per-click anymore. We're this. Well, and there's this like backroom group of people that are deciding. Say more about this backroom of people. <laughs> I forget what they call she the team. She didn't say backdoor. The she shadowy. <laughs> she said back the shadowy room. depths of Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> like who prices what job in what location Ooh, and the algo. And then, um, well, it's the, the, the search quality team is what they called them. <laughs> yes. Is but that isn't the that the room? same, the search quality team, isn't that the same team that like five years ago was telling you that you couldn't have a form on the front end of your, you shouldn't be registering because it's bad for user experience. But yeah, today kids, what is indeed doing? Don't. They're forcing you to register on their fucking site. Oh, yes. Man. So again, I mean, there, there are all these things. If we take a look at history and then we take a look at what they're trying to do and you take a look at the market as, as Joel has illustrated, especially with programmatic vendors and Google for jobs coming to finally to market, they're in alpha, going to be in hopefully beta soon. It's a weird game for them right now. It's an ugly storm on the horizon, Julia. But even I'm excited to be here at Unleashed to see a lot of the tech that's here because I just looked at some data. I'll use one of the other big players in our space, LinkedIn. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
And I just looked at our data for last year, and we spent a lot of money with that provider. And certain aspects of it do well. Their most expensive aspect, which is the LinkedIn recruiter seats, we spent a lot of money, have a lot of recruiters, and we got a very small amount of hires uh, from that piece of the pie. What about usage? Do you, do you look at usage data as well? We look at usage Are you monthly. getting good usage? Some of our recruiters are super empower users ah. and others are not as, as good. But if you try and take LinkedIn recruiter away from a Pitch, recruiter. Pitchforks and uh, fire. Yes. And I've tried using other tools in the past, but the user experience of them, the adoption wasn't simple. It was very complex. So no one would leave LinkedIn, but that's the baby they everyone knows and loves and wants yeah. to hold on to from yeah. a recruiter in this, you know, in a seat trying to find talent. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? <laughs> No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways... TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Is LinkedIn even here? I don't believe I so. Haven't seen at least Indeed's here. We'll I give them credit him. for showing up. LinkedIn is like, <laughs> we don't need your silly expo. <laughs> 
We're LinkedIn. We don't need to be at shows. We're the heroin drip. Just try to say goodbye to us. So what other vendors, trends uh, are you uh, interested in? Are you seeing? A lot of conversation around data Yeah. from a competitive land, like external labor market perspective. Also the internal data and how you can see who your applicants are who your passive candidates are in your CRM or whatever tools you have, and being able to show the full environment of your internal talent, your applicants and candidates, prospects, and then what's in the labor market. And then how do you serve that up to hiring managers and business leaders to have that seat at the table, helping them Workforce plan, look at location strategies, you know, plan for the future. So why don't we have those tools to also take a look at our candidate database to ensure that we don't continue to buy the same candidates over and over and over. We've spent hundreds of millions of dollars buying the same candidates over and over and over. And yet, if we were in marketing, which is one of the reasons why, you know, marketing might look at us and scoff because they'd get fired if they did this shit. We have leads who were silver medalists, bronze medalists, so on and so forth. But we never go back into our database to re-engage them or even try to engage them again. Keep them warm, at least. Why do we do that? That goes back to talent acquisition teams, while some CHROs and even CEOs and CFOs might say, talent is the most important secret sauce of our company, but then they don't invest into the talent acquisition team. So if you have a talent acquisition team and you set it up similarly to a sales function, so you should have marketing people on your talent acquisition team because recruiters are not marketers. Some of them might be good at aspects of it, but you need lead generation and that competitive intelligence. You need an operations team. You need sourcers. And so most TA functions, a lot of the companies I've been at don't have the deep pockets to staff up a talent organization in a way that's going to have that marketing and be able to really focus on lead generation. There are technologies, I think, that are getting closer to getting there, but I haven't seen anything yet, although I haven't finished walking the floor, to see if there's anything out there that could automate a lot of that with the help of some marketing pros and the right TA team structure to be able to be a business enabler. Are you seeing a corporate environment that's embracing marketers more? Are there more marketing teams talking to the recruiting teams? Or is there still a great divide from your point of view? It's a mix. It's been a pretty great divide. I've been at some employers where marketing was a big blocker to talent attraction. And say more about that, like budgetarily or strategically. You're not on brand. You can't do this. You can't do that. Like if you use one bullet point in the wrong place, you can't. It's It's no good. Yeah. Like so meticulous about the brand that it was impossible to do business, do any business. They wanted the recruitment period to be as polished and professional and slick as the business brand. But are they helping that or are they just saying that's wrong? That's wrong. So why not help them do it right as opposed to just be this gatekeeper that says, nope, that doesn't pass. Yeah. That seems like a real miss to me. I want to put this at the feet of TA leadership. Because if they were telling a better story, they are using business numbers, all of this could be a part of the conversation, right? Being able to create this this operational excellence 
that touches all these different areas, but we don't do that. Isn't that on us? There's a piece of it that is on us. I think you do have to go to them and then say, let's pilot this idea in this controlled group. There's trust that you have to build and sometimes it comes faster and other times you have to go inch by inch in order to build that trust with them. So in past lives, that's what I've, when I've encountered those blockers, that's what I've tried to do is it's going to take me a lot longer to get from A to B. But when you think of the talent marketplace that we're in now, that's really disruptive to going to market to find good talent when you've got a marketing team that's not helping you get and solve that problem. So what about having the conversation with the marketing team about how putting these blockers in makes it much harder for them personally. Because if you make it the pain personal, then there's a it's a different conversation. I can't get you the best talent, the fastest, because of all of the stupid shit you're making me do. Yeah. I think that in some organizations, they might not be reasonable. And in other, I mean, I've encountered that yeah. in a past life. But then I've gone to other places where marketing's like, do whatever you need to do. And let us know how we can support so you. So what happens when you stop filling their roles? I mean, seriously, if they're going to put those blockers in there and you stop filling their roles. Easier I mean, said than done. <laughs> I, well, I get that. I get that to some extent, though. But when they are putting the opposite and you're like, hey, look, if these obstacles weren't here, it'd be much easier for me. It's, I almost feel like we literally, as an industry, have no spine to be able to make those types of moves. I, what do you think about that? You're, I mean, you're, you're a practitioner. You've had to stiffen your spine, but you've also had to be incredibly diplomatic. I mean, yes. to get to a position that you're in, you have to be majorly good at diplomacy. There's definitely some uh, diplomacy that has to happen. And sometimes you're a little more successful than others with yeah. it. I would love at times to be able to call BS on people in the way that I really would want to. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I want to keep my job. So what role does the CEO have in this equation? Because you mentioned our most valued resource, right? And every CEO in the world goes on stages and says, our people are our most valued resource, but they don't walk the walk. No, they talk the talk. So what role does a CEO play in making this happen between marketing and TA? It's not just marketing and TA, but I think, you know, you need an engaged CHRO if there is a CMO, you need them to be able to talk. Yeah. And then I think it's bringing the talent acquisition business case in front of the CEO. Now, sometimes TA can have a seat at that table. Other times you have to go through the CHRO for that. But the CEO has a lot of accountability there. But I think that sometimes those business priorities change on a dime. Yeah. And they have to manage that. So you need a degree in uh, geopolitical diplomacy, it sounds like, (laughs) to do this job. Good luck, everybody. As a negotiator as well, I think. I think a hostage negotiator, that's what we need more hostage negotiators in our space because then we might actually get some shit done. There's an app for that, I'm sure. (laughs) There's an app for that, I'm sure. Julia, thanks for stopping by. It's always a pleasure. For our listeners that want to connect with you, where would you send them? Hello at julia-levy.com or at Recruiting Julia. Love it. Love it. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Another one in the can, Chad. One more podcast to happy hour. We We out. out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chad and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. 
Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell, enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuckleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.